0: Mini Shenanigans, episode 8. Hello there and welcome to another Mini Shenanigan. This week we have a play by a well-known name to theatrical shenanigans, George Sapio, with his play Seasons. In it we see the seasons of the year as characters, as Grandma Fall has her hands full getting her exhausted granddaughter Spring out of bed. But if she doesn't, will nature ever recover? Theatrical shenanigans presents Seasons by George Sapio
1: God, I hate this. Come on, dear, it's time to wake up. Sure we are, see. Well There's certainly no call for that kind of language. Oh god. Just let me die. It's time to get up and go to work. What day is it? March 21st. Oh. Crap. Just give me another week. Just one. Please. Can't do that, you know. Time to rise and shine. I need aspirin. Really, dear, I don't know why
2: you do this to yourself. Because it's fun. You couldn't wake me any sooner
1: than this? At least give me a head start? I assumed you'd want all the sleep you could get. You arrived home rather late. When? January. Oh. 27th. Oh, God, no.
2: No, 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 no. With a surprise, too. Did they leave already? Did who leave?
1: I don't know. Did I? Well, you'd better start getting ready. I'm sure your grandfather is about ready to call it a season.
2: Who are you kidding? Grandpa never wants to call it a season. He'd stay
1: there forever, and you know that. This year I'm bringing a crowbar. Well, either way, you're due to start today. It's the vernal equinox. Screw the equinox. Sorry, Grandma. Couldn't you... Spring, dear, I need to get some sleep while I can. You know your grandfather. You should. You take after him. He'll get off work, go out and party till July or August, and then come home absolutely reeking of honeysuckle and micro and want to, as he puts it, shake his icicles. I don't mind relaxing after work, but there's going to be one person in this family who's ready to do her duty. Come September 22nd, I have to get your brother off that chair, and believe me, I'd rather have a root canal. I'm the most unpopular one in this family, you know that?
2: Yes, Grandma,
1: I know. How do you think I feel having to push Summer out of the way every year? Do you know the complaints I get? Who wants to see him go? No one. Down go the temperatures, out come the woolen clothes, and does anyone thank me for turning the leaves all sorts of pretty colors? I'm trying to make the transition easier make it a little pretty for everyone. But do I get a word of thanks? No, all I get is it's cold and why do they start Thanksgiving advertising in September? So no, dear, I will not get your grandfather out of that chair, that is your job.
2: I wanna die, just let me die.
3: Oh, well, you were certainly in the company for that.
2: Oh no, what do you mean?
1: She doesn't remember.
3: Oh, what a shame. I can only blame our parents for this.
1: Grandma. Well, he's right, I have to admit. Working different shifts, your father comes home from pushing the sun all day, and your mother is off to work playing with the moon and making the tide swell. I'm surprised you or your brother are here at all. If it weren't for the occasional eclipse, neither of you would exist. Did I
2: come home with anyone? Summer, shut up.
1: Grandma.
3: Can I tell her? Please?
1: Oh, all right.
3: Well, as I recall... Can you not shout? I'm sorry. How rude of me. Let me just say one word. Pestilence.
1: Pestilence? Ew! He was kind enough to see you home. Drunk as a lord he was, make no mistake, but at least he remembers his manners. The rest of that motley crew of degenerates stayed in the chariot passing around an amphora of Vulcan's atomic martinis and singing some very off-color songs. Oh my god, martinis. I swear I'll never drink again. Famine threw up on my prize rhododendron. Actually, I'm surprised there was anything in his stomach to begin with.
3: Then war started yelling something about an invasion of evil fairies and beheaded every lawn flamingo on the block.
1: And death asked me, again if I wanted to see his boner. That ghoul's humor is so puerile. You'd think that 12-foot scythe is enough of a giveaway. What were you doing with that crowd? What was that, dear? Strip Yahtzee. Oh,
3: I love it. You're such an example of upright living. When I grow up, I want to be just like my older sister. She's such a paragon of virtue.
1: That's enough. One of these days, Spring, you are simply going to have to abandon this sybaritic behavior. Last year, well, last year...
3: (laughs) We found you in a tree, dressed in nothing but a diaper and a Buffalo Bills cap.
1: There are lots of nice boys who would jump at the chance to take you out. Grandma... I don't see why you don't give that nice Narcissus a chance.
3: Oh, yeah, he's a real winner. Stop. He always asks about you when we see him coming out of his Egotists Anonymous meeting. I think that's quite enough, Summer. Oh, come off it, Grandma. You always let her get away with everything.
1: Is that a beer you are holding?
3: What? This? Well, I, um...
1: You know how I feel about drinking in the house. In fact, since you're here, I did tell Hercules I would find someone to help him clean out the Argines' stables. You know, he still hasn't quite recovered from his hernia operation.
3: Whoa, gee. Look at the time. Uh, I just remembered I have an appointment to get to before... uh, Hey, I gotta, um... Well,
1: then you'd better get going. I wouldn't want you to be
3: late. Right. Bye, Grandma. Feel better, Spring!
1: You need to choose your companions a bit more judiciously.
2: I'm sorry. I know you mean well, but the problem is... Well, the nice boys,
1: they're all kind of boring. Boring can be good for a change, believe me. You keep telling
2: me that, and I know you're probably right. But
1: I'm not ready for boring. You will be before you know it.
2: Is that why you married
1: Grandpa? He
2: was boring?
1: That is a completely different thing, my dear. Your grandfather was not boring at all. In fact, he was quite the hell raiser. And quite a dancer for someone covered in frost. Why do you think I married him? Because you were pregnant? Let me tell you something. I know times change, and now people are encouraged to air their private details. Grandma... Shut your mouth. All their little private problems. Where I come from, we do not. But since you're my favorite granddaughter, I will say this. Your grandfather... "'despite his penchant for high times and low humor, "'is a gentleman with impeccable manners "'and great understanding. "'He loves you very deeply. "'No, I was not pregnant. "'Your grandfather has always treated me "'with respect and great affection. "'You don't know him as well as you should, "'but once or twice a year "'we go deep into one of the great forests. "'He takes my hand and we go walking.' There isn't a sound anywhere. The sky is clear and everything is covered in fresh snow. It's so quiet we don't dare say a word. He'll stop once in a while and point to, oh, maybe an icicle 50 feet tall and so pure it looks like polished crystal. It's his handiwork. That is the kind of man your grandfather is. Of course, he has been known to have pulled a prank or two in his time, like that time he left an iceberg on Thor's lawn, but that was...
2: I don't think I only take after Grandpa.
1: Well, that's good, dear. And now enough of this dilly-dallying. You need to take a nice hot shower and make yourself presentable. The seasons must change.
2: Oh, I can be a little late just until the aspirin kicks in
1: get your ass out of that bed people are getting tired of all that damn snow oh i think i'm gonna throw up then please do it in the bathroom last time you tossed your cookies we had for cynthia sprouting up all over the living room carpet
2: where are my laurels oh god look at this gown What did you mean I came home with a surprise?
1: That you can discover for yourself.
2: What?
0: What?
1: Go take a shower, dear.
0: Thanks a lot. Spring wraps herself tighter in the blanket and stumbles off stage. She returns immediately and gives Fall a loving hug. Fall smiles, Spring exits again. Fall busies herself remaking the bed. From the tangled sheets she pulls out a long lay of Spring flowers, hopelessly destroyed. She coils it, stopping to pick one small flower, which she smells and puts in her pocket. A cry of dismay comes from the bathroom. Spring re-enters, covering one shoulder with a towel. She takes the towel off, revealing a tattoo, which says, Yahtzee. That was Seasons by George Sapio, with Megan Bickle as fall, Perdita Lawton as spring, and Darren Ingram as summer. Theatrical shenanigans part of an RFW scripts production, found on Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, and anywhere else you can find your podcasts. Music is written and produced by Chris Cody.